Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Deanna Baumgartner, and I am the founder and president of Employers Advantage LLC. We are a small HR firm of about 10 people, and we provide HR services to other small businesses. I'm really excited to talk with you this week about all things HR. The topic this week is something that I like to call HR this, not that. HR this, not that, means we take a look at some workplace issues policies or practices that may be antiquated, or maybe they're done because that is what's always been done, or are done because the business owner or manager thinks that's what is supposed to be done for whatever reason. And then that's the not that part. We then turn those things around into what should be done. So let's dive right in. Today's version of HR this, not that topic is benefits and workplace parks. Nothing like kicking off the Monday of a work week talking about benefits. Typically, when you hear benefits, the first thing people think about are healthcare benefits in the form of a medical and dental plan, more traditional benefits. What I think we need to start thinking more about are non-traditional benefits and things that people can actually use and benefit from. That's the point, right? Benefits should be something that employees can actually benefit from, and it's not something that the company offers just for the sake of saying that they offer benefits. So that brings us to our HR this, not that topic. HR this, ask employees what they would like to see in their benefits package. Not that, assume that you know or follow a trend you see on LinkedIn about what benefits employees would want. You can seek feedback from employees about their benefits either on an ongoing basis but also you can send a short survey each year during open enrollment if you have traditional benefits or at any time reevaluate the benefit offerings to see if they still make sense for the company. It is common for companies to implement a bunch of benefits that go unused and focus only on traditional benefits such as medical, dental, vision, and the like. Those are great benefits and we don't want to lose sight of those. But for smaller companies that may or may not offer medical benefits, and for those companies that want to be an employer of choice, might be worth looking at non-traditional benefit offerings. And we're going to get into those in a little bit. It's also not uncommon for companies to jump on trends and bandwagons for benefits and workplace perks that may or may not even fit within the company's culture and workplace. For example, we all remember there's a period of time um, that people thought it would be a good idea to pay off student loans. Or maybe they had, you know, what we called the beer fridge culture and pool tables and video games and ping pong. That's not for everyone. That's not for everybody. And that's not for every culture. Benefits for employees aren't always what companies think they are. And then companies end up investing a bunch of time and money into offering benefits to employees that they might not even need or use. Again, traditionally, we see medical, dental, vision, and the like as employee benefits, which are, again, are great. But employee benefits are more than that. The benefits should actually be about the employee and not about the company. So if the company is going to spend the money to provide benefits, 
I think it should be something that truly is a benefit to the employee and that they will use or something that they need for themselves or their families. And we know that what people need changes over time in given different circumstances, whether it's circumstances or changes that they're experiencing as individuals or circumstances um, and changes that they're experiencing because of external factors. What would really help employees ease their minds or relieve a burden is what an employee benefit is all about. So we need to be more intentional about what we think about when we think of employee benefits for each company and their culture. Of course, we really saw these changes through 2020 and continue to see it through 2021, and it will only continue through 2022. People's needs changed, their circumstances changed, and companies really need to keep up with those changes and offer benefits that meet those needs. One of the biggest things that we saw as far as a need and a benefit is total health and wellness support. And those are things that we see traditionally through like an employee assistance program, an EAP. We also saw companies offering memberships to mental health support apps um, or services, and then even partnering with maybe a local mental health service provider so that they could get a little more personalized support. EAPs, employee assistance programs, they're such a low cost and high value benefit that it should be a no-brainer for any company to offer this benefit. There's so many different ones out there, um, and there are ones that are designed specifically for small businesses and their needs, and they provide not just employee um, wellness, I mean, uh, mental health support, but they also provide, you know, some financial resources and overall um, health and wellness support training and things like that. So definitely an employee assistance program, I think, is worth any company looking into and offering as a benefit. There are so many other non-traditional benefit offerings that are out there. And the reality is they don't have to be anything that others have or, or have done. So you could be one company in a million that's doing something different from everybody else and offering a benefit um, that is unique to your organization and your workforce. One of my favorite benefits is through a company called Fringe. I'm not affiliated um, with them in any way, or, you know, this is definitely not a sales thing. Um, it, it's just a benefit that I provide my team, and it's been great because each person can use it in the way that they see fit. We implemented Fringe um, benefits during 2020 because I was hearing my team talk about the changes they were experiencing and honestly, all the different things that they were juggling, just like, you know, everybody else with the lifestyle benefits that are available through Fringe, it gives each individual the opportunity to choose and use the points available to them on what they need for themselves and their families. And there's all kinds of things in there, um, like grocery delivery apps, plant of the month club, house cleaning services, you can get Netflix memberships. And there's tons of things in there that can help people in their personal lives and help them and their families. And that's really what a benefit is all about. So, you know, the bottom line of all of this is it is much more important now to have what some would consider non-traditional benefits, again, such as an EAP, lifestyle benefits, and even paid time off strategies that complements the needs of the employees. 
that's another thing that we need to reevaluate is our paid time off strategies. Of course, we can meet different state requirements as far as sick leave or family leave, but there really needs to be an emphasis on the benefit of flexibility in the workplace, different paid time off strategies, um, maybe even looking at the benefit of part-time versus, you know, working full-time a 40-hour weeks. Um, we need to meet people where they are and with what they need. That's going to create uh, value for the benefits that are provided for the employees. It's going to create an employer of choice situation for the company that's providing these benefits. And it's overall going to increase productivity, create employee engagement, and everything that goes along with that. So if you haven't in a while, I strongly encourage you to reevaluate your benefit program. I would also imagine that there may or may not already be an EAP program in your benefit offerings that you may not be aware of. Sometimes they are in with life insurance policies um, and they're lesser known benefits. And so sometimes they don't get utilized as much. So definitely uh, look into that. Reach out to your broker or whoever your contacts are for benefits um, and look into see what other options there are around offering in EAP or lifestyle benefits. I think we covered a lot today as it relates to benefits. I appreciate you joining me and talking with me about uh, benefits in the workplace. Wishing you all a great Monday and looking forward to tomorrow when we talk about employee engagement. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.